Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I am doing fine. This weekend has been really fun for me. I had all my kids in the house. Oh, I'm envious. It was just fun to have everybody there. I find myself one of those moms who my daughter was like, oh, well, if y'all are cooking something, I'll stay longer. I was like whipping up food. It's like that was the (laughs) next thing because I wanted to do the thing where your mom does everything she can to make you stay longer. Right. And then I realized I'm a mom. I know. And my oldest came home last weekend. Mm -hmm. So I was thrilled to have her home. So I I do understand that having everybody in the house. It It makes me feel good. And to see Mm -hmm. all my kids interacting together. And the only reason why I have to say that is because I've got kids who aren't in the house all the time. And I'm in this transition period of my kids are slowly moving out of the house. I know. And you know, when you're in the thick of things, that's the, those are the things you dream about. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, when they're little toddlers and they're running around and they're like, "Mommy, mommy, mommy, mommy!" at the door when you're in the bathroom or sitting on the toilet, you're right. like, "I can't wait till you're independent." Yeah, and Here then they are. do, and then, and then they, it's like, "Why did you grow up?" You know, I know. I'm having know. to come up. I I think I bribe. I'm I look for ways to bribe my 17 year old to come out of his room. Mm, I bought, I made you some banana bread. You know, it's just like I'm luring him out. And I realized I am my mom. Right. <laughs> I'm right. doing these mom things. Uh, but, you know, I, I can see what's happening. You know, you see the writing on the rock wall. This is where we're going. Mm-hmm. We're transitioning so that even while they're living in my house, I can I can feel the empty nest monster coming to get me. Yeah. So that's. That's the topic of today, empty nest, and that I'm calling it the like, empty nest monster. Monster, yeah. yes. I don't know. You know that people say you're afraid of things you don't understand. That mm. you don't know. People are afraid of things that they don't understand or they don't know. And right. I, that's one of those things. that's like, oh, what is this actually going to be like? And I'm right. a little nervous about that. Yeah, I mean, well, we're living through it, right? Yeah, we're but- living through it. It's a little bit different. I think with the pandemic, I know what's happened for us with our kids moving out was kind of slowed down, right? Because absolutely. That was what I call the the silver lining to the pandemic is that my empty nest syndrome uh, slowed its process and I got to not go into the empty nest hood so quickly. For me, it was straight up reversed because my kid, my all three of my kids were home. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I think your oldest was still off, right? Because right, yeah. she had her own spot. So, but all three of mine were back in the house, and and so you get used to that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you get used to the noise. Yes, and sometimes it's exhausting. But then when they're not there, it's kind of like oh, something's my missing. Yeah, you totally miss it. Where is my noise? I can't (laughs) complain about anything. There's nobody here to complain to. I would say I remember when my daughter first went off to college Mm -hmm. and I blamed all of my aunts and friends who'd come before me who had kids go off to college and didn't tell me how hard it was going to be. Right. And how tough it is when you're ready 
to sit down and eat dinner and there's not there's a, a table setting that you don't set anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember that was painful and what that felt like. And I, I anticipate I'm looking towards that with this empty nest uh, syndrome. And when I talk mm-hmm. about empty nest syndrome, I'm thinking about not just they're in college and they come home regularly because home is really still home. It's when they move out and they just come home to visit, but mm-hmm. but not because the dorm closed and they had, you know, this is their main phone number and address. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This is, I mean, like when they go and I'm looking, I know I'm looking at that because I've got one like that now. Mm-hmm. I've got the, uh, I've got two, well, I got one more who's looking for that. He's like, as soon as I nail me a good job, I'm out, mom. It's like, oh, <laughs> yay. Outside and oh, inside. Heartbreaking yeah. at the same time. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think that the school thing helps to prepare us for it the does. other side, mm-hmm. for when it's totally it's, a done yeah, deal. Yeah, it's a little baby step into, okay, they're going for a while, but I know mm-hmm. they're coming back. They got to come back for spring break or something like that, that winter break. I think it's just, it's harder because now you're having to redefine your role as a mom, right? Like before you're just mom, you're, you're relied upon to do all the things, all the things and to tell them what to do and when to do it because they won't do it on their own because they're not ready. But then you do a great job of doing that. And then they start doing it on their own. And it's like, wait, what am I supposed to do again now? Yeah. Like, like, where are you supposed to to tell you that? Yeah. They don't really tell you about it. And I will tell you, I, in preparation for this, I talked to my mom and my dad Mm -hmm. to kind of see what they felt. I mean, because um, we, I guess as parents, we all go through it at some point, but I was curious, like, how did they handle it? And my mom was just saying, it just felt like a constant hole in the family. Like, Mm -hmm. especially when I left, I went to, I went to Florida A&M, which they what? didn't live anywhere You near. went to Florida A&M? I know no oh my one gosh. on this podcast has ever heard that that's where you went to school, right? <laughs> I know, I know. So glad I we had an opportunity to bring that out. out loud, yeah. But, yes. <laughs> but yeah, but I, my parents, when I, when I went to school, my parents lived in New York. When I initially um, graduated, they lived in New York. So it was a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, they subsequently moved to North Carolina, but it's still a long way. And so we only got to see each other every few months, you know, every Mm -hmm. three to four or five months or whatever, if we were lucky. And so for me, I was just happy. I was a college student. I was just doing my thing. I was really independent. But my mom was just letting me know, like for her, that was a real loss because we just had this this dynamic that she totally missed and she didn't really have a good way to fill that. And I don't think anybody has that conversation. A lot of times they weren't having those kinds of conversations before. Like when the kids leave, you're going to feel like this. Yeah. Well, who, who's gonna, who's supposed to tell us that, by the way? Because I'm waiting for them to make an appointment with me and tell me what I'm supposed to expect. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, in this conversation, you know, with my parents, my parents are like, so how is it, babe? You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, tell us how you're feeling, you know, so I don't think anybody had that conversation with them. And it was just kind of funny. They were like, so tell us how it is. So but like the interesting thing is that my mom in trying to find refine a sense of purpose, if you will, mm-hmm. she ended up going back to school. Like 
my mom has two masters, I think. And she probably has like a bunch more certifications and things like that. But her response to us leaving was to busy herself with school. And I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know on. that's what. Hmm? Was it busying herself with school or now that she didn't have as much responsibility parenting, there was some education stuff she's all, like she was just getting back to or was she just like, I love education. So I've been waiting for this opportunity. Did she do that or she was just no. doing something? So you know this? You asked her that? I asked okay, her. I she, wanted- she, she specifically <laughs> told me. She was like, well, I don't have anything to do. I don't have anything to do. And so what should I do? Maybe I should go back to school and do these things and that will help my career in X, Y, and Z way. But she was telling me like that was the impetus that had her moving forward with it. And so, and on top of that, she became like this cleaning, like she was like completely obsessed with cleaning. Like she, Wait, she, she always had, huh? Yeah. She wasn't uh, obsessed with it before. I mean, she was a, we had a clean household, mm-hmm. but my mom said she started vacuuming every day, like vacuuming her bedroom, like leaving the vacuum right outside her bedroom so she could vacuum it, it every yeah. morning and okay, doing that these things. Okay, that sounds very busy. That sounds very busy. Yeah. And getting up at five in the morning and, you know, doing things around the house and stuff. So she recognized that it was an issue, but she just didn't know how to she didn't know how to deal with it. I don't even know if she realized that was the problem. It was only really when we were talking about it, she was like, you know, and these were the things that I was doing to kind of stuff um, things into my day because it, it just felt like every time she got used to like one of us being gone, another one left, you know, I thought it was very interesting. And my dad, his, his statement was he was, he had a stunned, empty feeling and I was like, so how did you deal with that? And he's just like, I just kept working. I just kept working. And so if you know my dad, he is a workaholic. And yeah, it seemed he like just, he was just working anyway, you know. Well, yeah, but I, I think that, you know, everybody has a different way to deal with it, especially, I think, the generation before us. Mm-hmm. They didn't talk about it. And at least people talk about their feelings and things, I think, a little bit more openly now where we can at least address it. And that's what we hope to do here is there's a little talk about, you know, the feelings that we have and how we're trying to get through it. Well, I want to talk about it. I want to figure out how what's the best method for transitioning to that part of my life. Right. And I want I would love to do something so that I we can spark conversations of other parents. Maybe once their kids get to high school. I I, I want to be the person that says, hey, friend, you got kids who are sophomores in high school. Let me start to prepare you for what you're about to have. You know, because I think right. some of my friends would appreciate that. Right. I think I would have appreciated if somebody had said, oh, yeah, you, your kids gone, got into college yay have you thought about what's gonna happen when they graduate you know right i've seen television shows where they say you know they show the kid going off to college and the two parents are there all proud and watching the kid drive out and then like one hour later the wife's got all her stuff packed and she leaving too she's like see you we're getting a divorce i've been waiting on the kids to leave (laughs) 
And, you know, that's not where I want to go with it. But I've right. seen that. So I know, I think people have to deal with what happens, what the change that happens and being, this is our household, we're parenting, you're mm-hmm. in my house, you go by my rules, you know, mm-hmm. this is how it goes to now y'all are adults and y'all come back to visit and who are we again? And who is this I know. person I sleep next to every day? And where, where does life go? What where, where do you do with life? From that point on, I want to grow old gracefully, Ramel. I, want... I don't. No, what? Who doesn't want to grow old gracefully? Did you just say you don't? No, I want to kick and scream. I want to have, I don't want to do it gracefully. I mean, I don't, I'm not fighting aging, but I don't want to, you know, slip into being I older. I, I didn't say quietly. wear it like a robe, just, you know, like you're looking forward to it. I, just, <laughs> most of us aren't really looking forward to the aging process, but it's going to happen anyway. So instead gonna... of kicking and throwing a tantrum, what about can... transitioning I, gracefully? I'm, 50, I'm 51. I can do what I want to. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Honoring is the word that comes to mind right about now. <laughs> See, so what we did, we both looked up different articles that might help us with this preparing to be an empty net. She's not sorry. She's no, not sorry. She's honoring I'm almost she's 50 sorry. something almost. and she just. <laughs> if she wants to throw a tantrum, she can throw a tantrum if she wants to. Okay, I'm not, I'm not getting in the way of that. Thank you. But I do think we were having this conversation because mm-hmm. we know we have to deal with it. We're dealing with the process. We're going through it now. Right. It's kind of like the, uh, we'll talk about menopause on another episode. Oh, but my seriously, gosh. Seriously, there's the menopause and there's perimenopause. You know, like why you And we got all the pauses. It? Okay, yeah. We do represent <laughs> all the pauses on this one uh, podcast with just the two of us. But still. The, the 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 idea is there is a transition period to the full empty nest syndrome where they are really out and independent on their own. Mm-hmm. And so I, not like Ramel, but I would like to transition as smoothly as possible. So we both looked up articles that gave us some tips on what we can do to prepare for this yes. empty nest syndrome. Yes. And well, you know, we can go through the, each of the, the tips that they gave us, but we did find that uh, many of them said some of the same things. Yeah, So some of the things that, hi- that were highlights uh, for us is that you have to work on your relationship with your partner, your spouse, you know? Yeah. I, I knew that because I know a lot of people spend so much time ignoring their spouse while they're raising children that then they're like, oh, who are you? You here all day? Like, you know, they don't know who they're with and they have to decide if they like them anymore or who are they as a unit. Mm -hmm. Well, and parenting is hard, right? So whenever you're in this with your with your partner, if you don't find that common ground in parenting, it really, I think. Once the relationship. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And once the kids leave, it's like if you weren't working as a team, then what are you doing now? Yeah. Like, right? yeah. What, what's your, what's your role? Cause before you, you, you turn your role into, instead of being partners that mm-hmm. you're managing the household and you're managing the kids and you, if you make your world about those, uh, the, the children, 
mm-hmm. that when they're gone, it's like, well, what, what do we do with each other now? Right. So as we are preparing for the total emptiness syndrome, let's make sure we're reconnecting now so we don't wake up with no kids in the house and go, what are you doing here? We have no purpose anymore. There's no kids to raise. Right. You go your way. We don't, I don't want that. Uh, right. So I like the idea of, of staying, you know, having the purpose with my partner and knowing that our goal together is more than just parenting. Yeah. And I think finding, I mean, finding the fun in each other again. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause you didn't, if you're in a long-term relationship, you didn't get there initially because you didn't like this person. Right. Right. And so, you know, at times during a relationship, you might not like your partner, what? but that's, yeah. You have well, moments. <laughs> Y'all, we got to put this on YouTube because express- <laughs> facial expressions that we see here on Zoom that we don't get to show you at the time. I don't know. I got to fix that because their faces. But I, I agree. No, anybody who's been a long time marriage knows you have moments and it just gets, it gets tough. Life it gets tough. Mm-hmm. And so. And so do the relationships at mm-hmm. times. And if we're lucky. We work through it and we get to the other side. But, you know, to be able to actually like your partner again or always like your partner, I'll just say that mm-hmm. when the kids leave, I think it just makes it a lot, a lot smoother of a transition. Yeah. I think you have to be you have to be intentional in this process. Absolutely. You have to say, well, I, I you need to make time for that reconnecting with your partner or to making making mm-hmm. sure that you two are still working as a unit and you have goals for your relationship beyond just co-parenting. You know, yeah. living in the house. Right. It's, not, it's not only that. So be in advance preparing for that, making sure you're dating, making sure you're having fun, mm-hmm. making sure you remember why you like this person uh, yeah. in the first place because that's going to come in handy when there's nothing else in your life but you two and yeah. the dog. Or the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Another another relationship you have to really work on is the relationship with yourself and f- making sure you understand who you are again. And that, honestly, and I think we've really touched on that a lot through our podcast mm-hmm. is really understanding like the journey of finding yourself again. Yes. And I think that if you start that journey before the kids start leaving or as they really start leaving like the more kids you have it's a longer time period you have to to do it yeah the more space you put in between them too yeah yeah so but finding yourself I think when they leave at least you can you go well okay they're gone but now I can work on these things that I that fulfill me no matter what that is whether it's volunteering or crafting or traveling or Mm -hmm. whatever but if you have worked on those things I think that it makes the transition from your kids going off and being adults more just a smoother transition so I I know no one knows this about me but I kind of like lists you know to-do lists nope nobody Nobody knows I know I know new revelation and (laughs) I have a bucket list and I find having a bucket list fun because then it gives me something to look forward to. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I need to look forward to things I can do once the kids are, are out of the house. And mm-hmm. so instead of going, oh no, the kids are, are not here. So I'm saying, well, the kids are not here. Let me go ahead and hit this part on my 
list that I found it very hard to, to do when I was actively uh, parenting 24-7. Right. And right. just putting those on the list and then and attacking that list gives me something to look forward to. I mean, like, is that what you would consider like a new challenge? Like, or well, like new challenges, like your bucket list? Are those... Like things that are Challenge. on my bucket list. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I, again, those are things that are or harder to do when I had kids. Now, I did go back to school while I had all three of my kids also just, you know, um, in grade school. So that was a challenge. But I did that mm-hmm. because we were still trying to make more money and build up our career uh, sure. Because we have to pay for the kids who would be going to college. So, you know, the, all those were still a parenting, a very active parenting activity. So mm-hmm. I had to do it then. I like the idea of learning. I could see myself going and maybe getting certifications or, or learning more, think, taking um, classes and, and courses. Mm-hmm. So when I heard your mom was doing that, I was like, well, hey, that's actually on my to-do list when the kids are, don't need me anymore. But okay. it's only because I have time to. Right. Like right now, I'm still thinking, ooh, I wonder if my kids want to go to let, take guitar lessons. And so I focus myself on helping get them what they need. But when mm-hmm. they're out, I've always wanted to take some type of martial arts class. I do but not I think know that. I can't, I can't maneuver in my brain. I get easily overwhelmed when I have too many places to go. And, but when mm-hmm. it's all about more about me. Mm-hmm. then I want to take some of those classes. I don't need to be dropping my kid off anymore. It's just me. I'm going to drop myself off. I'm going to go <laughs> and, and learn some uh, martial arts. Or, you know, I've got a, a couple of things I'd like to experience. I might not love it. I don't have to keep going, but I certainly want to try. It's on my list. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. So I'm I looking don't... forward to that, but I probably need to spend more time writing more, getting more things on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know it's just uh, I have a big list of things to do and I'm not going I don't know what am I supposed to do again tangible well, list do you do you think I mean like do you see yourself being the person who is like a lady who lunches you know you ever heard of that yeah, well, see the the way my bank account works is I need. I'm not to work. talking about your bank oh, account. I'm just saying I'm just I saying, need to work. Like, I think these ladies who lunch are, are like they ain't got nothing to do during the day, so they make time to. <laughs> I'll just get talk about like, and... like hanging out with your girlfriends more, like because you have less uh, responsibilities mm-hmm. to for your kids and things. Do you think having a different re- or rebuilding relationships with your friends? friends? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I can imagine the the cool thing, and I'm proud of this, is that even while my kids are growing up, I have nurtured a relationship with other women, at least mm-hmm. to do things like mommy retreats and book club. Right. So I really like that. I know that it would free me up to do more of that mm-hmm. if I were interested in it. And, and that's a possibility. But I feel pretty good. You know, I feel like... If anything, I do more podcasting stuff. Like, let's take the podcast on a tour, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And and, and playing, you know, working with my circle that way. But absolutely, just um, reconnecting with anything that means something to me True. Uh, would ma- would make me feel good. And I True. think my kids would enjoy knowing that mom's busy. Mom's doing fun stuff. I'm not just mm-hmm. going to be busy. And I don't know. Well, y'all, you check me if you ever see me cleaning up. 
at five o'clock in the morning with a vacuum cleaner. There's something wrong, and you need to get me some help. She said something is wrong. <laughs> something, something is wrong. wrong. Come get not, me. Call nine one one. Yes, for real. Absolutely. Uh, oh my goodness. But yeah, that... I don't want to just do stuff to be busy. I like to be busy doing stuff that I've just said I put a pause on while I'm raising my children. Yeah, but I might need to do a, uh, keep writing to adding to that list. I get it. I want to just do things that make me happy. So I get that. Yeah, you know. And, and then this is something we talk about on this episode. We, What's I that? mean, this episode, this podcast is parenting adult children and turning mm. changing into the parent of adult children and figuring out what roles we play in their lives now right right it's it's a challenge it's definitely a challenge when you're used to taking the head role mm -hmm. in your child's life and making decisions yeah. for your child yeah we yeah yeah and then all of a sudden you're not you're not in the driver's seat for it or at least you shouldn't want to be. I don't think you should want to be in the driver's seat as they go on. I think if the, if nothing else, a well placed backseat driver is as <laughs> <laughs> where you should be. You know, I want to be. I still want to control things, and it is because I try to be self aware that I say, "Oops, nope, nope." I know you want to pick everything <laughs> and you want to choose, but you sit in the backseat. Just let them do it their way. You yeah. said I shouldn't want to. Well, you know, you have it for your <laughs> doggone self. I might want to, but at least I step back and say, I Wait know that's not I, where I'm I do to wish be. we could actually see. I wish everybody could actually see because <laughs> the the level of uncomfortable that you are with that is showing through it. <laughs> Everything that you're doing, you're like, I'm trying to say the right thing, but I what your body says is, girl, I want to drive. <laughs> drive i do i don't want to want to drive but i want to drive and i don't see that changing i just know i need to check myself mm -hmm. and be like tonda you're driving okay tonda you're wanting to drive you're about to say a driver phrase don't do that you know i'll step back yeah because yeah, i do yeah. i have i i want to see my kids do certain things and i want to be like well i'll help you figure that one out you know don't date that person Ha, we'll start there, you know, and I can't do that. I know. Yeah. Oh, well, my, my 18 year old, she's been wanting to get a nose ring, right? Like the kind like that goes through your through the, septum, yes. you know, like the bull. bull look. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's been wanting to get one of those. And I, oh, I just did not want her to do it, but I just told her, I was like, look, you can do it. Okay. Like you're 18, you can do it, but just wait till the pandemic is over. And then she sent me a picture. Yeah, it's a pandemic over. Is, is it over? Does that mean the yeah, pandemic's over? Yeah. yeah. So she got the she got the piercing, and she's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, I did it." I was like, "Okay." I mean, like, what can I say? It's her body. She's eighteen, and <sighs> so I lost that battle. Yeah. But you know, I knew she was gonna eventually get it. I was just hoping. I don't mind. And even I, like, even I want... why? See, see, you get me about wanting to drive, but here you are telling I... your eighteen-year-old to wait for some random time to, I did... to get okay, it. Now, okay, so 
the pandemic is a really kind of big reason. Like I didn't want her because she's going to have to go without a mask around her nose and all that kind of stuff. She's mm-hmm. going to school in Florida. You okay. Know, okay. Like, you you, you so, said she wouldn't be able to wear her mask. You mean while getting the piercing? I'm just saying she, okay. she wouldn't okay. be able to do that, right? Okay. Because okay. it's her nose. All right. So, you know, it was more so that I did not expect her to not get the piercing, mm-hmm. but I was just hoping that she would not get it long enough for her to really want it. <laughs> I see. I see. You know and what I mean? Still some, so, there's still some control. I know you're you're masking it with, well, the pandemic, but t- technically it's like I'm trying to, if I can make you wait. Maybe you'll get distracted and not want to do well, it. Well, no, I, yeah, but I was hoping for that, but I didn't get it, and it's okay. She looks fine with it. I just still wish she hadn't got it, but it's fine. <laughs> you sound like somebody's it's, mama. It's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's funny. It's fine, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Everything's fine. Right. And so and now her next thing is she wants a tattoo. Again, I'm not I don't even care about tattoos. However, I do know how an 18 year old brain thinks. And I don't want not the neck tattoo. No neck or face tattoo. Can we can we just say that? What is that? What did you say? No neck or face. Yeah, she does not want to do that. So I'm safe with that. See, that's 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 good. you know, like when I was when I was her age, I wanted a big old panther across my back. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I didn't have the money to get a big ass <laughs> panther across my back, right? Because that's what I was. I was like, that's gonna look so awesome. It'll be the best, you know, and have a panther kind of ripping your skin. You know, I mean, Wait, I had this is the thoughts. same kid though. She the same kid wants the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know this is about to happen, right? I I do realize that. And I in just, a future I'm episode, just hoping... we'll hear Ramel talk about her daughter's new <laughs> big ass panther tattoo on her back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can help her decide a, a small, you know, something different that she might like, and she can have a little bit of time to think about yeah. it. Well, we've been talking about it. She hasn't locked in on anything yet. She just knows that she wants one. So yeah, yeah. that's all our role becomes instead of controlling what they do, helping them think through their decisions because yeah. they're still going to make their own decisions. We, we figured that part out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't change that, but we can help them reframe it and think, of, you know, make sure they're thinking about all the other aspects, you know, help, help them with our wisdom. Say, well, right. have you thought about this? And make sure you think about that. Don't forget to mm-hmm. consider this. We can't control whether they do it or not, but we can help influence them making a better decision over a worse decision. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I didn't have that much money when I was <laughs> in college. I'm so glad. You know. I'm sure you did something your parents did not want you to do. Oh, I did all the things I'm sure that my parents did okay. not want me okay, to do. Okay, see, but- there we go. Um, so I and and with that, I understand that my kids will probably want to do everything I don't want them to do. So I get that. And I, you know, it's a it's a time where they are expressing their own um, creativity, mm-hmm. individuality, individuality. That's mm-hmm. right. And that's and they're trying to be adults. They're learning how to adult and adulting means making decisions. 
and making decisions about what you want to do with your body. And so I kind of get it. So I don't stress about it, but I'm hoping that if she does, when she's dark getting tattoos, that she's at least thoughtful about it. Do you I don't have, have a, a problem tattoo, with tattoos. woman? No, but I actually told her I would get a tattoo with her when she does get one. What? Yeah, Something I else I, did, I wasn't sure of. Okay, because you've gone this far in your life never getting one, and now mm -hmm. you're going to get one. Yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't that I had a problem with it. Because obviously I thought I was going to get a big ass panther on, on my back. <laughs> but <laughs> I just wanted to be like more careful, I guess. You know, like I just didn't want to have it in a place that was going to look funny in 20 years. But mm -hmm. now I think I just don't care. I, you know, I'm, I've done the things that I wanted to do. And if I have a tattoo that looks a little wonky, I guess, you know, when I'm 80, who cares? It's part you of know? your story. It gives you character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so I'm just, whatever, whenever she decides to do it. I can see the nursing home folks. Oh, this is Miss Ramel and her tattoo. She has a big ass panther. Which one is it? Is it the nice old lady with the big ass panther on her back? Oh, uh -huh, that Girl, one. Girl, <laughs> I'm telling you, I I don't know what I was thinking. But you know what? It really does go along with the kind of person that I am. You know this to be true. When I want to do something, it's usually I go all out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. my ideas are like, whoo. Yeah. <laughs> so the big ass panther kind of fits instead of having like a little cat tattoo, you know, I wanted the big ass panther. So, you know, yeah. I, I. And then you didn't have kids just like you. <laughs> so you have a kid just like me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Yep, there it is. There it is. Yep, exactly. So, but now I, I know as a much older person, I can get a reasonable tattoo and be completely happy. So, but I'm all actually right. looking forward to that when I, it happens. I am too. I want to, you have to come back and, and tell us all when you finally get a tattoo and what that experience was like and whether you regret it or not. I, I imagine it would be within the next year or so. All right. I, I think it'll be so. fine. So that will be an example of you letting go and changing your parenting with your with your kid. Yeah. I think at this point, the type of memories that we build together mm -hmm. are just going to be different. You know, they... yes. no, I agree. And, and that's OK. I think we just have to realize that every point in our children's lives, they are still our children. Mm hmm. It's just that we parent differently. Mm -hmm. And if we can adjust, you know, just continue to adjust to what's the proper phase, mm -hmm. then we'll be okay. I don't ever think I'll stop being a mom. My mom doesn't get to stop being a mom just because I'm older and have my own kids and my kids are older. Mm -hmm. I still like, if I ever get sick, I'm like, Ma, you got some soup? <laughs> yeah, like I still want my mama for stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know it's different. But I still ask for her opinion on things, ask for mm -hmm. her advice. Most of the time I don't have to ask. She just jumps in and gives me her uh, gives me her opinion. But still, she's still my mom. And I right. can still go to her in that capacity. Well, it's a little different capacity now, but she's still my mom. And so she's oh, still sure. parents. And I think if I do a really good job of paying close attention to my mom, my kids will model that same behavior and pay a lot of attention to me and it'll work so. out great. And then they can <laughs> fix our computer stuff. 
Yeah. Oh my god. It's so gonna happen. Oh my god. I've done so much helping. But yes, yes, then they can help fix our computer stuff. Oh Tawanda and I have so much fun talking to each other. We'll text each other. I'm helping my dad with their computer and we're just like bless you. (laughs) You're doing God's work, child. That's right. It's more than a notion. So, um, yes. So I'm hoping that I am building the blocks Mm -hmm. by helping my parents with their computer stuff so that my children will help me with my computer stuff. Yes. (laughs) That's right. Oh, Oh, I love it. That's Hey, I think we, I feel like we're pretty prepared going in this. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm. I'm behind yet. Now my kids aren't out, all out of the house, so we'll we'll this we'll see how well this episode's aid this episode ages <laughs> when, when later on everybody's out and I'll check and uh-huh. we'll check in again. But I feel like we're on the right path. We're doing I, a lot of these things on the list about preparing for this. I think so, but I think you're right. I think we won't know until we know. I think <laughs> no. <laughs> we're here patting ourselves on the back now. We don't know. <laughs> That's the funniest part. Like, I know. We got it. It's kind we of like when this. you start having great. kids, right? You get everything. You pack. You you get. Yeah, you think you know what you're doing. And you have zero clue. Like, you bring home your kid. Know. And first off, you're like, who let me out the hospital with them? With this this creature. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you have no clue. And you have to learn it from, this, from scratch. And so I think it's probably, even though we're doing the right things, we're preparing I think there's going to be this other level that we can, just can't prepare for yeah, that we're going to have to go through. I guess it we could have had, a, had, a, had someone who's already gone through it on the episode as well. Uh, oh. But it'll be us soon enough. Soon enough. <laughs> truly, will. truly soon enough. Well, that right. was fun. I appreciate that having fun. that conversation with you. You know what? It's so funny because I know we know each other, but I Yeah, swear. but sometimes it doesn't feel like it. It's like, Really? <laughs> That's that's how you feel. That's what you think. That's what you want to do. Didn't know that about you. I guess that's why we're glad we're doing this this podcast so we can learn about each other. <laughs> I know. I swear. It's so funny to me. But anyway, I enjoyed it. I um I hope that you guys got something out of it. I hope that yeah. you were able to connect with that or hopefully help prepare yourself if that's your situation. So mm-hmm. We just want to thank you guys so much. And if this connected with you, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Yes. Rate us, review us. Take, it helps us so much. It when does. You do that. It does. So we just want to thank you for listening in. And so until next time, peace and, and blessings. blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.